Hello, welcome back to the Grow the Jazz podcast. I am Jazz and I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. Today we are going to be doing a Q&A episode. Um, so the questions I'm going to be covering today, just to give you a little overview before we get in. Um, how long does it take to build muscle as a female? How long should we be building for? My thoughts on bodybuilding and whether it is good, bad, healthy, not healthy. How to push hard um, during training after a long day. What age should children start lifting? And if I could only do one exercise for each body part, what would I do? So I just want to start this episode with saying congratulations to all my train with jazz team we are going into week three of the training program things are going really well so far um so that is my train with jazz is my group um training subscription it's an ongoing subscription to learn exactly how to train to build muscle build strength and train with purpose and intent and just start seeing real results because so many people just spin their wheels in the gym so that's what we're doing in the train with jazz program you can join anytime so if you are interested in finding out more and and getting involved all the details will be in the show notes but let's get on into this q a episode okay question one is how long does it take to build muscle how long should i be in a muscle building phase as a female muscle building takes time if you are a beginner or very new to the gym you will build muscle faster because the body is it's a very new stimulus to the body it's primed it's ready to build muscle if you have some gym experience and you've built a little bit of muscle as we become more and more experienced and advanced that muscle building process is slower and So to answer the question without blabbing on too much, for females and for males, the minimum amount of time I'd suggest for someone to be in a surplus in a dedicated muscle building phase, if you actually want to see physical results, at very minimum three months, and you may see some changes after that period of time, ideally four months, five months, six months, maybe more, if you actually want to see a visible change in your muscle mass, people are far too quick to, okay, yeah, I'm going to be in a muscle building phase in a surplus for four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. You're just not going to see the muscular gain in that period of time. And, you know, if you go then to kind of diet or cut straight after that, unfortunately, you're not going to be very happy with the the progress and and what you're seeing kind of what you're trying to reveal because you haven't put enough time and effort and energy and commitment into building the muscle in the first place so longer the longer the better really that you can dedicate to building muscle and staying out of a diet obviously the more muscle mass you're going to be able to put on um but for my clients minimum is about three months for them to see you know visible muscular changes if they are have some gym experience you know, if you're a beginner, you don't even necessarily need to be in a surplus. You can, you will still be building good muscle more around maintenance. Beginners can even, you know, build muscle pretty well in a deficit as well. As you become more advanced, that gets more difficult and your body's going to be in the best muscle building position when you're in that slight surplus. Okay, question two, 
it was a bit of a longer question about generally the point of the question was what are my thoughts on bodybuilding in general this person kind of spoke a bit about how it seems like quite a common or trendy thing right now um and how it's promoted as this healthy lifestyle in whereas in reality it's perhaps not i think bodybuilding should be seen for what it is which is a sport in it's an extreme sport and I follow plenty of bodybuilders and I watch some of their YouTube videos and I'm invested in the process for quite a few of them because I find that really inspiring and cool and interesting to follow but I think we have to as I said keep in mind they are professional well or maybe not professional but they are athletes that is their sport and I think probably due to kind of social media there's the lines have been blurred so you might see people who are bodybuilders you know whether they're a bikini bodybuilder and they're just like they just look like kind of gym girls and all of those kind of things that you might follow and they do certain things in a certain way and the way they prep for their shows and the way they kind of rigidly stick to their kind of calories and macros and their cardio and all of those kind of things and a lot of people will look at that and think that that's what they need to do to just be into fitness whereas actually that is a sport that is something completely different and so I think that's where the issue may lie and quite often you know I'll get clients coming to me who are really worried about having one untracked meal a week or missing one gym session and I remind them you're not a professional athlete you're not a professional bodybuilder actually part of your goals include being social being able to enjoy a meal out with your partner or seeing your family and having a day off tracking hopefully that is part of your overall kind of holistic health and life goals and so sometimes that comparison can be unhelpful um Again, I think it's really cool to look up to these people and their work ethic and their dedication is fantastic and all of those kind of things. But, you know, this this question asker is right that getting to those levels of really low, low body fat for their shows, those kind of things, that's not healthy. Um, and that that is not... A, and that they'll be the first people to tell you that. You know, for females, a lot of them are losing their menstrual cycle. It's very rigid. It takes over their life and and, you know looking at those people thinking you could and should look like that and still be like the healthiest best version of yourself again is unrealistic and so that's nothing not to the fault of the bodybuilders at all but it's I guess the consumers getting a bit confused or the blurred lines between a normal gym goer healthy fit person versus someone who is this is their sport and they compete in that kind of thing as well and then obviously we have the side of things where PEDs so Uh, performance enhancing drugs and and steroids and stuff come into the picture as well and obviously you don't know well obviously a fair few people are open about it and if they compete in um, untested federations obviously you know those people are enhanced but quite a lot of people you won't know are and you'll be surprised the number of kind of you know bikini girls or, or gym girls that are you know enhanced and those kind of things too and so I think that comparison can be difficult too so again none of that is really the fault of the bodybuilding like as a sport itself but I think especially due to social media people you know you're only seeing those pictures of them looking amazing in the gym or their stories of how dedicated they are and them on the stairmaster at 5am and all of those kind of things and they think they have to do the same which I think can make things difficult for the more like normal person wanting to like be their best healthiest most balanced self so there, there's some thoughts okay how to push hard at training after a long day 
this is definitely a struggle for a lot of people and and I've got a fair few clients who have long work days and then go to train afterwards and it's not easy so it's never I would never put down that um, experience because of course it's not easy it can be quite exhausting in fact the main things that I focus on with people having a look at their week and making sure we're choosing the slots to train where they're best recovered and that they've got the best chance of having a good session basically so for some people they might get two sessions in on the weekend when they're fresher they've not been at work all day and maybe other certain days in the week maybe they work from home a certain day and they feel better training after that so having a look at when best might they might fit into your week having a look at your nutrition and making sure that you are fueling well throughout the day and also having a good at least you know if you're going straight from work for example are we having a good pre-workout snack within about 30 to 60 minutes getting some carbohydrates on board and those kind of things beforehand um are we managing your training program and training volume well to make sure that actually you're not in the gym all the time that you're just a bit of exhausted from it and you've got enough recovery and rest how's your sleep routine how's your sleep schedule and and how are we fitting you know how are we prioritizing that to make sure that you've got the energy to live your day-to-day life but also to train as well so there's quite a lot of considerations we can make there also the training sessions themselves how much volume is within those sessions the one of the most common issues with people's training programs i see is too much volume so too many exercises or too many sets and all of those kind of things so mentally they're quite exhausted you might feel tired that exhausting sorry you might feel tired after the sessions but really in terms of the kind of quality you're able to bring to those lifts and those sets the quality is not really there and it's not enough to be a muscle building stimulus so you end up just kind of creating this unnecessary fatigue actually managing volume focusing on quality good exercise selection all of those kind of things um mentally can feel a lot more manageable and energy wise you're going to be able to give more to those individual sets and actually be performing at a level that will provide a muscle building stimulus and so they'd be my kind of first considerations if it's a real problem perhaps considering okay do we need to work on changing schedule around do you need to look at perhaps training before work or on a work uh, on your lunch break sorry um to kind of mitigate having to do it in an evening if you are someone who just feels super super tired by that point next question is what age should children start lifting so this was from a dad of a 13 year old girl i think it is lovely that you're kind of starting to think about those kind of things um first thing to get out of the way is this myth of lifting um what is it damaging children's uh thingy plates growth plates is that what they're called it's just you know and it just completely you lose that from your mind growth plates whatever the myth is that has been proven to not be true so that's not some that's you know i think it is quite an old-fashioned thing to think that you know lifting stunts children's growth and those kind of things actually resistance training builds bone strength it builds mobility muscular strength there are such positive things to do um and so for me for example i the first time i started lifting i was like 13 or 14 in a, a strength and conditioning capacity so to support um the sport i did i was in like a strength and conditioning program and i was learning how to deadlift and barbell squat and do some of the olympic lifts right from a young age um and i think it's 
brilliant thing to do I think it's really important to train in a way that is enjoyable for a young person as well and so not making that feel like a chore make making it fun and you know good kind of youth coaches will make sessions like that fun and enjoyable too but you know as a parent doing it you know doing it with your child start with starting with nice safe movements you know so it doesn't have to be straight in with a barbell actually start with body weight work start with some body weight step ups start with some push ups start with learning how to do a pull up together um, and work on those kind of body weight things um first and then you can build on to you know some maybe some goblet squats and so keep things safe learn skills learn how to move together um and you know like investing in whether it's like a a trainer who works with youth and and those kind of things could be you know a great way to get them into lifting because I think it's a really positive thing and I think it's important to know that the kind of myth of it stunting growth is is not not true but also keeping it fun we don't want it to feel like oh come on let's start bodybuilding it doesn't have to be like that it's about movement it's about strength it's about feeling empowered and having control of your body and bodily awareness and all of those great skills that it's really cool to be learning from from you know that kind of age 12 13 I think is a great age to start okay and finally if you could only do one exercise for each body part for the rest of your life what would they be Okay, this is obviously a very difficult question and also obviously very hypothetical, but we'll just kind of go through them. So let's start from the lower body. I don't train calves. If I was to do, I'd do some kind of calf raise, let's say like a a Smith machine calf raise, but I don't train, I don't do that anyway. So I I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, Hamstrings, I would do a seated hamstring curl quads I would do a hack squat glutes everyone's gonna say a hip thrust I wouldn't do a hip thrust or I'd either do an oh no I might change quads um, I'd do a split squat and glutes I'd do a RDL um if you were to choose one glute exercise only it shouldn't be a hip thrust it should be something that's like super bang for buck um loading the muscle in the like strength stretched or lengthened position so an rdl or or it would have been a split squat but i've already got a split squat for quads so i'll take those um abs i do a cable ab crunch i don't really train chest so i'm not too fussed about that shoulders i would would I do a press or would I do a lateral raise? I'd probably do a press, like a some kind of dumbbell press. Um, we'll just take back as a whole, I think. I think I'd probably do a chin-up or a pull-up, not because they're the, like, the best back movement, but just I like chin-ups and pull-ups, so I'd probably do that. If we were talking about pure like muscle growth, I probably wouldn't choose that, but we'll go for that. Biceps, I'm not so fast, like some, maybe a cable biceps curl um, and triceps maybe a single arm cable triceps extension so they're just kind of my initial thoughts off the top of my head it'd be good to hear what exercises you would you guys would do for each body part um if you could only do one for the rest of your life I'm sure I'm going to think back on this and completely change my mind um 
But yeah, that wraps up our Q&A for today. So thank you for the questions. I just picked a handful that I thought would be interesting topics. As always, if there's anything I can do to help, if you've got any questions and those kind of things, I'm always more than happy to lend you a hand. So you can just drop me a DM or an email and I'll definitely get back to you there. As I said at the beginning, if you want to find out more about Train With Jazz, my um, group training subscription The information about that will be in the description alongside information about my one-to-one coaching, Grow With Jazz. If you'd like my um, more personalised and direct, um, very thorough, in-depth support and guidance in your fitness journey. But that's all for me today and I'll speak to you all again next week.